What's up, podcast buddies? This episode brought to you by Entiana Jewelry. E-N-T-I-A-N-A dot C-A. Make sure you check him out at Rebecca Bree on West 4th or Salt Hair Company in Gibsons. Or, of course, online at E-N-T-I-A-N-A dot C-A. Entiana dot C-A. Okay, here we go. Today's guest might go into labor. Any second now. In the middle of the show. I'm not going to complain if Can that you, happens. That would be a viral thing, I think. Moray? Froe? Froze. Froze. Moe fro. <laughs> Mo- See, Moray Froze. It's these beautiful French names. Yeah. They're hard for the average, you know. Yeah. Moray. Am I saying it right? No, Moray. Moray. Yeah. Moray. I mean, it sounds really beautiful how you're saying it, but that's Moray. not my name. <laughs> Is my face red? I'll get that on camera. Yeah. Moray. Froze. Froze. Yeah. Moray froze. Yeah. You're trying to make it sound so much more beautiful. Than I'm trying it to is. do all these extra. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and you're pregnant? I'm very pregnant. I think this is my last hurrah. My, my wife uh, even said to me, like last night, you know, it might not happen tomorrow. Like she's that pregnant. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you it's very exciting. much. You're here to, to share a rather serious story. Then yeah. my wife gave me the quick rundown and my jaw dropped. So, here you are to share your story. It has to do with breast implants. Yeah pretty wild even when yeah. i think about it like honestly i think about it almost every single day and i still am in disbelief of what happened so you want me to start from the very beginning yeah let's go right back to the beginning my older brother was like he's single and he was like should i tell every girl i meet that has breast implants your story i'm like probably not a good idea because right. i don't think they're gonna take it as well coming from you hey do you have breast implants you right. should take them out. um but i got my implant i don't even know like maybe 10 years ago 10 plus years ago yeah and um, at my healthiest, like like your wife, I did fitness competitions and, you know, was really dedicated to my fitness, to my health. And I just noticed when I got it done that my health started to change. But of course, I didn't attribute it to my implants. And it was just little things like food intolerances and um, carrying weight differently and just really tired. And I always thought I had like a thyroid issue. I was constantly going in and out of doctors and naturopaths trying to figure out what's going on with me. And they could never figure out an answer. So anyway, I continued just like taking care of my health and just thought, okay, I guess I'm just getting older. And this is what happens when you get older. And that's the worst, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just chalk it up to getting older. Well, yeah, And I'm like, I'm not even that old. This is ridiculous. What's going to happen when I'm like 60? This right. is crazy. My body's falling apart. And my husband and I decided that we wanted to get pregnant. And I got pregnant. I then miscarried a set of twins and then mm. was like, okay, that's fine. Got pregnant again, miscarried, got pregnant again, miscarried, got pregnant again, miscarried, got pregnant again, had a stillbirth mm. and it was horrible. And it was obviously very, yeah, very upsetting the worst time of my life, but there was no reason as to why I was losing all these babies and having the stillbirth. So I did every test. And they just, it was just unexplained, which is like really, really discouraging. I'm the type of person where I'm like, okay, like I want a game plan. Give me a solution. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like I'll take care of my health. I'll do whatever I need to do. But there was just never an answer. So then I um, can, I just like took a year, took care of myself. And then I got pregnant with my daughter. I have a four-year-old. So um, I was like miraculously able to get pregnant with her under the care of like an OB and women's hospital and carried her full term and then I thought okay I guess I'm healed and right after she was born I started experiencing like really crazy hip pain and it started off just being like oh this is really weird like I can't sleep on the left side of my on my um hip so 
I started seeing like a physio in Cairo and at the time, I feel like I'm out of breath because I'm so frightened. <laughs> we are in no rush. Yeah. <laughs> take a breath, take a sip of soda, yeah, no, know, I'm take good. some water. <laughs> I have to remember to breathe. Um, so <laughs> I, at the time, I was opening a fitness studio. And so I was like, okay, I need to be proactive. Like I can't go into opening a studio and, and not be able to exercise. So I saw it like every practitioner that you can imagine. And over like a six month period, it got to the point where I could barely even walk. Wow. Yeah. Barely walk. Barely walk. So like I had like a baby and was walking with a cane, was dragging my leg off the ground in pain 24 seven, like could barely sleep. Um, and like taking care of a baby yes. when you're in and perfect health is, uh, is hard enough. And opening a fitness studio oh my as God. well. So yeah. like it completely changed the way I moved. Like I was so embarrassed. Like it, it wasn't just like, oh, I have a little limp. Like I was dragging my leg off the ground and it got to the point where I actually couldn't lift my left leg two inches off of like my foot off the ground. Wow. So they thought it was like nerve damage or something that happened in my pregnancy that I'd have to get a hip replacement. And then, as you know, the medical system in Canada is pretty challenging. You really have to advocate for your own health mm-hmm. um, and appointments take forever. And I have doctors in my family that would get things moving along quickly. But even then it was like I was paying for private MRIs and thought I'd have to go to the States for surgery. And I just Isn't that crazy. Yeah, it is Ugh. really crazy. And it's like I never really understood when people would say that they were in chronic pain, how debilitating it actually is. But like you don't you take your body for granted like mm. you think about when you like have you ever broken a toe oh or yeah like, my pinky one i've broken yeah. the same toe four times yeah i did oh. too and then i went to new york like the two days later and i'm like what the hell is this like you can't even function like yeah. it just consumes you everything you do is like oh well can i wear these this footwear can i go up these stairs oh. what like, toe is it for you oh it was like my my pinky toe your too pinky toe. it's like yeah. a joke the tiniest it's, little yeah. toe it feels so ridiculous screws up your whole life yeah exactly and so like something so little makes such a big difference and imagine like three years of like my all my left leg like not being able to really move and so i was constantly in pain and i was paying thousands and thousands of dollars and i again like i said before like i'm not the type of person to just like be like okay this is how it is like i worked and i figured it out and i was going to different practitioners everyone turned me away everyone just attributed to like weak muscle or like go work on activate your glutes. I'm like, I'm a trainer. Like I know how to go train. and activate your glutes. Yeah. So like just, you know, squat. I just remember actually going to um, UBC and seeing a specialist there. And I waited eight months for this appointment. And I remember for not being able to find parking, sobbing because I had to walk like 15 minutes to get to the appointment with my cane and I could barely even walk. And I saw him for two minutes and he said, I need to activate my glutes when I work out. And I oh. was just like, so defeated and I just thought I would never walk normal ever again and so anyway I then have you ever seen an osteopath before or like are you familiar with osteopaths my wife just went to one it's crazy it is crazy yeah she just went last week did she tell you that no I didn't wow that's weird that's some weird universe she went did she go because of her like her pain or what she was having pain yeah and she again a similar story just went to everyone and everyone just kind of you know well we don't know yeah and um 
And then someone just mentioned, a friend of hers said, go to a, I don't even know how to say it. Osteopath? Osteopath? Yeah. Go to an osteopath. And she said, I don't even know what that is. And yeah. she said, trust me, just go. I still don't know what it is, to be honest. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> like, I'm like, everyone go to an osteopath. What is that? I don't know, but just like, they'll help you. I think they're like think magicians. They, they look at everything from a more holistic approach. So like, this is the way I take it. Sorry if I'm interpreting it wrong. But when you go to like a physio or a chiro, and let's just say you like tore your shoulder, they're going to treat the shoulder maybe a little bit of your back or your traps or something. Mm -hmm. But when you go to an osteopath, they're literally head to toe looking at everything, like your organ placement and how you're breathing and just like a way more holistic approach to treating that injury. Yeah. And, and so I went to an osteopath and this guy, his name's Darren, and he used to work with NHL players. He was recommended to me and he used to work with pro athletes. And I just like cried in his office and was like, can you just treat me like a pro athlete? Like, I need to be on the ice in three months. I don't care how much money it costs. Do what you need to do. He's like, okay, done. And we figured out a plan. I saw him five days a week for three months. Cost a lot of money and a lot of time. How many days a week? Five days a week. Five days a week. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so he was like, okay, let's do this. And the first day he saw me, he did like a full assessment. I was laying on his um, treatment bed. And he got, I, one of the things I said to him is like, I actually can't lift my left leg off the ground. Like, I will be, like, think about lifting your right leg. It's like, so easy right right i will use like all my brain power to try and lift my left leg and it's just dead weight oh and so he's like it was a nightmare and so he's like okay lift your leg off the ground i couldn't then he got my whole history and i told him about my breast implants and all that stuff he spent like 30 minutes massaging like my scar tissue like underneath my breast on the side which felt like someone was tearing my skin and then he pressed it down after and he's like okay lift your leg and i could lift my leg off the ground like wow. fully off the ground, which was insane because I hadn't been able to do that for years. And he's like, you're going to hate me for saying this, but I honestly think everything that you've experienced, like from your miscarriages to like your hip pain to, and I, I didn't mention this because I feel like it was really minimal compared to my hip pain, but I had like insane pain on my right arm, like shooting down to my fingertips, my hands would go numb multiple times a day i would see physio and do like needling and nothing worked and he's like all of that i think is because of your breast implants and i was like okay that's absolutely crazy well let's continue with the treatment and see what happens you're like thinking you just want to massage him for another 30 minutes i'm on to you <laughs> like oh, seriously. sorry Ed. <laughs> that's okay i know it's really easy I know. Hey, i'm so immature no um, but honestly i was like okay i I got it because it is a foreign object in your body. And if you like, if you're aware, especially a woman with implants, there's been a lot more media coverage and like conversation about how toxic implants are. So mm. it wasn't something that was like totally coming out of left field for me, but I wouldn't have connected it to my hip. So yeah. we continued to be like, continued with treatment and I made a little bit of progress, but like he had to continually treat me for me to see progress. If he stopped, like if, it, if I was gone for a week, then like I would start from square one. So he, he was like, okay, I really, oh, and, and during that time, so three months turned into a year of seeing him because it did help my pain management too. There's no price to pay yeah. on like health and, and feeling okay. And even for my poor husband, like it affected every area of our life. We used to be so active and everything revolved around it. Like I remember it was my brother's birthday and he's just like, I'm like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And he's like, oh, let's like, it was during COVID. Let's grab takeout and walk the seawall. Well, sounds good. Dallas will go. I can't like, there's just no way I could mm. go there even to walk from like the street parking to the water. Like there's just no way. It's like you had a, a severe disability. Yeah. 
So, yeah. and it, so it really affected everything, especially with a kid, like not being able to run after my daughter. Like it was just insane. So, um, during that time of seeing him, I was just like, okay, I will, I do want to get my implants taken out, but let's get pregnant first for like, mm. you know, <laughs> the vain reasons. I was like, okay, let's just like have a baby. And then like, no point of getting them out now. Um, and so during that year, I had another three miscarriages, completely unexplained. And I was under the care and supervision of the reoccurring pregnancy loss clinic at Women's Hospital. So they're like, every week you're doing like ultrasounds. They have me on all these injections and medication. Still, everything's unexplained. So at this point in your mind, are you saying, are you not realizing that the breast implants had to do with actually conceiving? Yeah, you're I just didn't thinking think so. it's more about the body pain and the hip and yeah, because I could conceive really, really quickly. Like I literally look at my husband, and I'm pregnant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's super easy for me to get pregnant. But I just kept losing these babies. It yeah. was they just weren't surviving, and there was they just wouldn't give me an answer at the Vancouver hospital about why I was miscarrying. And I just honestly, I think everyone can relate to just wanting to fully trust doctors and professionals, especially if you're naive and you don't have experience with like <laughs> the disappointment in the medical field, mm. you just kind of be like, okay, they know what they're doing. I'm just going to trust them. They say that this is going to work. So I remember I was doing a, an injection in my stomach every single day for months. And it was like, my whole stomach was like black and blue, but I was like, this is going to work. Well, I miscarried three times doing that. Like it just didn't work for me. So finally I hit rock bottom. Summer is always hardest for me. Cause that's when you're more active. And I just couldn't walk, couldn't do anything, was in so much pain. I was like, really depressed and anxious and it just sucked, right? Like I felt trapped in my own body. So I I started researching a little bit more about breast implant illness and there's this Facebook page that like thousands of women are on there and they all share their stories. So I searched like um, explant and hip pain and I could not believe the amount of stories that were just like mine. Like, wow, I would just read them and cry because it was someone who's like, I had chronic hip pain for 10 years. I could not walk. No one could explain it. I was in bed rest. I took out my implants. A week later, I walked five kilometers and was crying and had no pain. Like, oh my God. It would just gave me chills. Like it was crazy. So then I started researching and I just remember sending it to my friends and my husband being like, this is my story. Cause I was like, honestly, every single night, I was just like YouTubing, figuring out, talk, like searching up different surgeons that could help me. Like I, I remember my brother had a friend who was a Harvard, Harvard grad um, surgeon and she did a Zoom call with me and trying to figure out what was going on with my hip. And like, no one could figure it out. It was just so unexplained. So I just booked the appointment. I was like, I'm getting these taken out. So, um, you know, it's not cheap. It's like $15,000 to get them taken out. It almost costs more than putting them in. Because, oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, because the procedure, you can't just go to any surgeon to take them out. They have, like what happens, when you have an implant is that your body sees it as a foreign object and starts to build scar tissue around it. Mm. And the scar tissue is really, really thick and it can stick to, or most of the time it does skip stick to your ribs. So they have to really be careful with removing it and like scrape it off really gently and make sure they get all of it out. Cause if they don't get it out, then you might have the same symptoms. Right. Um, so I had it. They're scraping off the scar tissue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As when they take off the implant as well. So that scar tissue attaching to your rib. Yeah. Is that what's causing? So it could be like two different things. Um, one, it could be your body seeing it as a foreign object in your bot in your body. And so it's like an autoimmune response of like trying to get rid of it and can't. So think about when you're trying to have a baby and my body's attacking itself because it has this like autoimmune condition because mm. of the implant, the baby's not going to survive or like, 
a lot of people will have like hypothyroidism or just so tired and fatigued all the time, low libido. Like there's just so many different skin issues, rashes, all of those things. Your body's seeing it as an autoimmune. The other thing that happens is the scar tissue part of it, which people don't really think about. And this applies to everything, even women who have C-sections and they don't take care of their C-section scars. A lot of them will have a lot of pain in their hips and in their back and not know why. Because what happens is when you have any type of surgery, your body will form a protective layer of scar tissue. When you have an implant, that scar tissue is really big because it forms all around the implant. Mm. And so like the way the osteopath described it to me is like, say right here, this is the scar tissue and you twist your shirt here, the ripple effect of like the twisting of your shirt goes all the way down. And that's what happens with scar tissue. It will pull at your different ligaments and your muscles Mm. and it will cause pain in different areas in your body. Scar tissue doesn't just grow. It takes tissue around it and it bunches up. Yes. To, to build like up. It's like pulling it. So all, it pulls and yeah. stretches. So it creates a tension in all these different angles. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. And so think about like how I was having like pain in my arm, my forearm from the scar tissue, right? Like it was just pulling at different muscles and ligaments wow. in my arms and causing numbness in my fingers and, and in my toes. Like it was pretty wild. And these are really common side effects too. Um, so I, I just went ahead and I was like, I booked my appointment mm. and then I had it taken out September 7th last year. And I like went off my medication, like two days after my he- like healing medication. Cause I just wanted to see if my hip was healed and I'm not joking. The pain instantly went away. My limp instantly went away. Oh my God. Like in my, f- my pain in my forearms, my pain in my hip, my limp went away. Like I couldn't even believe it. Like it was this, it was wild. Like I honestly, I was like, I would imagine myself limping because I'm like, no, there's no way I'm not limping. Like I didn't want to BS my results. And then I got pregnant and like, I haven't miscarried. <laughs> I'm obviously like- You're obviously her. ready. I'm it's obviously, obviously working. Like, it's working. So it really, like when I say taking them out changed my life, it really did change my life. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the millions of women that are maybe right now having some sort of disorder. It could be as simple as my arm will not stop hurting. Yeah. And they have no idea. How would you even think to connect it to your breast? Most people don't. And even like I interviewed my surgeon a few weeks ago and he was even talking, he's like, honestly, I'm always a last resort because no one puts the two and two together. Like it will be the most random symptoms. Oh yeah. Like random things. Like I had a garlic allergy since I put them in over the last 10 years, like I could not eat garlic. And then I got them taken now and I could eat garlic again. Like oh so my God. random, <laughs> like just so weird. the most random. And honestly, I saw so many different naturopaths to try and figure out what these allergies were. Okay, so if this is now, like you go to this Facebook group, there are hundreds, if not you know, thousands of women oh, all it's sharing. Oh, like hundreds this. of thousands. Wow, yeah. how is this information not get spread around the medical community? Yeah. Isn't that bizarre that you couldn't go to your doctor and they go, oh, you know what? Yeah, this happens all the time. I know what it is. Here you go. Why? Totally. And the other thing. That's angering. It is angering. And the other thing is, is that you will go to a surgeon and you'll talk to them about getting your breast implants taken out. And they're like, that's a joke. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. They're FDA approved. There's no. Of course, that's that's their business. Yeah, that's their business. And Mm. so I've had friends that have gone and talked to their surgeon about it. And then the surgeon just convinces them on replacing their implant and just getting a new one. And they're like, there's no way that the implant is causing that. Which probably creates more scar tissue. Which is crazy to me because even like, um, I have a client whose son had a tumor and he had to get, like he had surgery 
And like four years later, he had to have another surgery just to remove the scar tissue because the scar tissue was affecting his mobility and was causing him a lot of pain. Like that's not news to people. And then also having a foreign object in your body and how your body reacts to it again (laughs) is not news to people too. And it doesn't matter the type of implant you get. That doesn't make a difference over the muscle, under the muscle. It's the same. Wow. I mean, there's so much that we don't know about this. It makes sense when you, when you talk about the bunching up of the scar tissue yeah. and it pulling and causing strain in all these different parts of your body. Yeah. What's really interesting is to think about how it can create things like allergies. You know, you know, like, I wonder how that works. Well, if you think about like how much toxic crap we have, we're exposed to every single day and no one's talking about it from everything from like the deodorant that you're wearing to your shampoo and your lotions that's seeping into your bloodstream, like the foods that we eat. Why would you ever be trusting of what people are recommending? Like Mm -hmm. all these things should not be available to us. Like we're constantly putting toxins in our body and it affects, it will affect your fertility if you continue to put these toxins in your body. So why wouldn't a foreign object on your chest, like literally sitting on your chest to make a difference. And you'll even, if you start researching it, you'll see, I actually have a photo, it's so crazy. I took a picture because it was like a thing I saw on the internet where you take a picture of your eyes three days before, or like the day before you have surgery and then the day after, and it's like the white in your eyes change. Like my eyes, like the whites were so much more white and my eyes were brighter. And even like, women with like blue eyes, like their eye colors actually changed. After surgery. After surgery, taking the implants out because their eyes were just brighter because they're not suffocating anymore. And again, this doesn't happen to everybody. So you're saying you get the implants out and your your eyes are whiter. Yes. Wow. Yeah, like skin complexion changed, like women look less tired, less fatigued. Like it really changes people's lives. But again, this doesn't happen to everybody. So it's hard to know. Mm. It's hard to say if, if, if it's going like, for example, like I have lots of friends who are have who have same symptoms. Honestly, I all think I personally think it's the right. implants, but it's like the same thing, like fatigued, low libido, pain in the hips, pain in the forearms, random allergies that they can't get a hold of, or like intolerances, bloating, and I'm like, take out your implants. But you know, there's no, no there's no hundred yeah. percent guarantee that that's what's going to change it. If you've gone down the rabbit hole, yeah, and you've seen everyone, and no one can figure it out. Um, an osteopath. I guess that's where it's at. That's How it's have at. we gone their whole adult lives? Honestly, I don't know. I never heard of that profession. I just heard of the name last week. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. I wonder how you become an osteopath. Uh, you go, like, you have to have an undergrad and then you do like a five-year specialty. But I don't that, know if it's like covered, like under medical, like the same as a physio in Cairo would be. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's a separate. Yeah. Above and beyond. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah Cause it could be like a little voodoo-y. Well, yeah, my wife went and he's like, yeah, he's taking his fingers and kind of like poking at her ribs and, and poking in her stomach yeah. and, but, and she had like headaches that wouldn't go away. Yeah. And we're all panicking. Like we got to get in for a scan. And then, you, you know, you try to get a scan through your doctor and it's like a six month wait to get a scan. And we're going, is this Canada? I had no idea. We can't wait six months. What if there's something wrong? Yeah. Then she went the osteopath and we're, I'm like, of course, we're like, what is that? What's an osteopath? Did it help her? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's going to go back for a few more treatments. He's like, it might take a couple. Yeah. The next day she was like a different person. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. We were in shock. Yeah. And I honestly, I went to an osteopath because I had so many friends that told me that like osteo was the last resort for them as well. And that changed their lives. But they'll like, I remember I'd lay on the bed and he wouldn't even touch me. He would just be like moving his arms around me. And, and then he'd be like, 
manipulating my stomach. I'm like, what's happening? He's like, I'm just moving your organs around. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing to my wife. Just really trusting you right now. <laughs> yeah. With the, the moving of the, the waving of the hands over the body. Yeah. You go, yeah, man, I, sh- I should interview an osteopath. Cause like, I want to know what's going on. Like, yeah. what are you, what are you checking? I know. I Is know. It- and we're, I'm so dumb to not even ask questions and just be like, here's my like, I don't even want to know. Just fix me. You know, yeah, just do what kid. you need to do. Wow. Yeah. That's unreal. So I guess there's a, a yeah, but there must be women who um have some sort of random symptom. Like yeah. you said, could it be like a knee thing. There's like a there's like could 100 be... uh, over 100 symptoms. There's ones that are more common and those would be similar symptoms to someone who had like an autoimmune condition, yeah. but the pain and the hip pain and forearm pain and the numbness in the fingers and the tingling in the hands, those are all very common rashes that you can't get rid of. I had a rash that kept coming back for like 10 years, couldn't get rid of, went away. Like random things like that. You must be a hit at parties because this is the craziest story ever. It is really funny. Actually, we were at a party a few weeks ago, my husband and I, and then this guy that like I just kind of met was talking to me about my breast implants. He was a little drunk, but he wouldn't stop talking about it. (laughs) I was like, it's just so cool. And it was like really awkward because it's like talking about my boobs. Right. I don't know. He kept repeating uh, the story, repeating, and I was like, "Yeah, I know, it's cool. Okay, it's cool, honey, honey, where are <laughs> yeah. you?" <laughs> like, yeah, um, but I think like if you're someone who has breast implants, I mean, okay, it depends on what type of person you are. If you're someone who actively tries to get rid of toxins in your life and live a cleaner life, then whether or not it's going to heal you or not, I do think it's the route to take because it is a toxic, <laughs> right, us for an object in your body. And we're so careful about what we consume on our skin and what we eat. It's kind of a no brainer to take it out. But if you're someone who that's not a priority for you and you have implants because of aesthetics and you don't have any symptoms from it, then that's great. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who does have, who has been struggling with like your energy or fertility or pain or intolerances, and you have not been able to figure out the reason I would definitely explore this because uh, I think the Facebook page is called Breast Implant Illness by Nicole, okay. and it's like a private group. And it's just, there's so many stories that I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that can relate to it. When I post this on my social media, I can't even tell you how many people message me and booked appointments together is taken out. Wow. Like they had no idea. They're like, this is insane. This is like my last resort. I felt like I was dying. Like, and and it's so sad to be so young or even older and experience this and have no solution. So yeah. I think book an appointment and also you have to be careful of who you book with. Like my surgeon is Dr. Aaron Brown in Abbotsford and he's one of the few surgeons that actually specialize in taking the implants out. A lot of surgeons won't take it out because they're not experienced with like, like I said before, like scraping the scar tissue out, taking, you have to do a full, um, what's it called? Capsulectomy or, or something. They take the capsule out mm. with it. And so you have to make sure you go to a, the right surgeon to take it out and do your research and not just go to anyone who puts them in. They're not mm. going to all take it out. Wow. I used to joke about how this will be the first generation. All the grandmothers walking around will have giant perky breasts. Oh, totally. You know, because of the number of people that have breast implants. And it was such a trend. And it's yeah. kind of humorous when you think about it. Like, yeah, totally grandmas with. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's they'll be withering away, oh, yeah. except their chests will just be in perfect condition because, yeah. you know, it, it, it's going to be weird as yeah, we all get older. Big boobs and big lips. Right, right big boobs <laughs> and big lips, Grandma. Totally. Oh, my God. So, and then afterwards, I mean, to the emotional side of, you know, when you get them taken out, it's obviously like you're, you're now removing a part of your body that you're used to. 
I was like, so ready to. Yeah. Everyone's different. I'm, I mean, I've talked to people that have chronic pain and can't take it out because they have a, an emotional attachment. Yeah. And, and when you're so done, much of their identity is in it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess for some people that would be a, a strange feeling to like have your breasts removed and people have removed their breasts for all sorts yeah. of different reasons, for health reasons, for cancer, all sorts of yeah. different things. That must be an emotional thing for some people, but you're yeah. saying for you, it was just like, thank God. Yeah, some it's, people, everyone's so different. Like, um, I feel like we're getting a little bit greedy in our society now where it's like, oh, I just want my boobs a little bit bigger and perkier, so I'm gonna get breast, Im breast implants or I have a great set of lips and I just want them to be like bigger. So I'm getting my lips done. Like it's it's not necessarily that like everyone with breast implants was completely flat before they had surgery mm -hmm. or like, you know, so right. I think it depends on the person. Like I do know some friends who were completely flat and they got theirs taken out and they were really, really terrified of the results because mm -hmm. they're like i don't am i going to be concaved like what's going to happen i've had kids too and i don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. um go to a great surgeon i mean you can do like there's options like you can do fat transfers they won't do it all in one surgery but like if that's something oh interesting to give yeah. you a little something yeah like if you are completely flat and you want some substance there I wasn't flat. So like, that's why I'm saying like, it wasn't, that's why it's not like emotional thing for me, but for people who are, you could have like, have them taken out and then book another appointment after you heal, they'll take like fat out of like, I don't know, your legs your or, or your, yeah, yeah, your yeah. stomach yeah. and then put it in your boobs. That's really common right now. Interesting. Too. Wow. Yep. And they'll how... do like a lift or whatever you want. Interesting. So yeah, I guess, so a lift, I don't know a ton about this stuff. I guess yeah. a lift is different than an implant. Oh yeah, because a lift would be like some women get lifts and that just makes your boobs sit higher. So like moving the muscle up a little bit or something. Well, you would or... you would like they would it depends on skin. where the skin. It would okay, be more okay. so the skin and then they tighten it. Right. So and that so, would be a much better option than putting a foreign object in your body. Yeah, but like for someone who doesn't have any breast tissue, they don't need a lift. That's not gonna do anything right. that's to lift. Okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. These are good questions. Yeah. <laughs> and you're you're handling them all like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> like how would i know <laughs> oh man wow what a story yeah this is insane well that's some great advice yeah i hope it helps some people so yeah i guess if, if someone is dealing with something yeah. look for this group on facebook don't, and just, don't talk to your doctor don't They're talk to your doctor to you. listen your doctor's a dummy they don't know what they're talking about they, honestly though they don't i have like five six doctors in my family no and all of them trying to explore and help me figure out what's yeah. going on like, like family me, members family members like my mom my uncle my aunt like cousins like a lot of doctors in my family yeah. and I love them and they're really good at what they do, but doctors don't know everything. And yeah. there's like constantly new research coming out. And this is like really new for doctors to be figuring this out. Even like different people I talked to like physios are like, oh, this is huge. Like I was just interviewing a fertility doctor and she's like, okay, this is really crazy. I'm going to start exploring this for my patients as well. Mm. Cause there's a lot of times it's unexplained and sometimes they think it's in your head. Yeah. That's the worst. And hey, what, what's your podcast? Cause I think it'd be fun to hear all these conversations. Yeah, you've been so having. Um, it's called tell me more with Jesse and Murray. I did an interview with my surgeon, Dr. Aaron Brown, Dr. Aaron Brown, Aaron Brown yeah, okay. all about it. So if you do want to have more information, like from the medical perspective of what's actually happening when you have implants and take them out, yeah, that's a good resource. Okay, great. So I'll link that um, yeah, episode in this that. episode because I think people would love to hear the follow-up totally. about the details. Murray, this has been great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in and, and sitting down and talking to some guy you've never met about your breast implants. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm like, honey, are you sure he's, she's going to be okay with that? Yeah, <laughs> fine. <laughs> You're the best. High five. Thank you. That was and fun. Uh, congratulations on the on the baby. This Thank is great. You. Okay. Don't you lie to me. What'd you think about the episode? Drop me a comment. Let me know. Okay.